When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have such a passion for my son and just, I I had this vision of making the world a better place. And I felt like going about it with a book, a children's book was really the right thing because judgments for kids are formed at an early stage. Hey, thanks for listening to We're Momming Today. If you're listening on a smart speaker or website, make sure to find me, Lauren Simonetti, on your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And don't forget to leave me a review. We're momming today with Rebecca Wilson Machevich, mother of three and author of the children's book, Guyan the Lion, which celebrates the difference in children and was inspired by her own family's journey with their eldest son who has Down syndrome. Rebecca, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you so much. And how old is your oldest? Guyan is 14. 14. Oh, I didn't re- So his name is actually Guyan. So Guyan oh. inspired the character. Awesome. Yes, yes, yes. And how old are your other two? So Hoke is my middle child, my son, and he is 13. And my daughter, Ray, who's our bush baby in the book, and she is 11. And Hoke is the hippo, by the way. Okay, wait, hold on. How old is Ray? Ray is 11. And how do you spell it? R-A-E. Okay, so it's so funny. My daughter is Ray, and our producer, Nicole, her niece is Ray. So oh. it's it's such like not a common name. And look at this. We've got three rays. I love it. That's, I love, <laughs> love, love that. My sister's Lauren, by the way. I was like, oh, <laughs> well, that's more common. Yeah. True. So I think my, I have two big questions for you. And my first just came to me when I asked you the name of your children. You have, you have an infant at the time who, who has Down syndrome. And then one year later, you give birth to a second. That must have been very difficult for you. Yes, you know, it was it was it was actually a thought out process for us. We um when Guy was born, I was very much like, oh my goodness, we have a kid with Down syndrome. I wish we had an older sibling to kind of watch out and take care of him. And um we were talking to some friends in the community. They're like, you know what? Younger siblings actually are maybe not necessarily better, but they are um they are just as good because they are encouraging in terms of development for your um, child. And so we were like, you know what? We know we're going to have more kids and there just doesn't seem a reason to wait. So let's go for it. When you put it like that, it makes a lot of sense. Um, And and how has this book been inspired by your story? Oh gosh. You know, Guyan is your typical kid. He is, he's clever. He's extremely caring He loves electronics and my goodness, that's a story for another day. Um, But he, he loves music and he, uh, he's a DJ in the car all the time and he hates chores. And so when I see him, like I said, he's just a typical kid, but 
when people meet him, a lot of times they have a hard time getting past Down syndrome and they have a hard time really getting to know him for him. And so for me, I really wanted to have a book and to encourage people to see the world and really, I should say, encourage people or encourage kids specifically, um, but to see the world from a different person's perspective, because it can be so much more fun and there's adventure and it's just more engaging and but you have to be open to do that. And I, again, this book was just there to encourage people for it. So in the past 14 years, have you noticed a change in society? And I, and I say that because, well, two things. I, I struggle to teach my children empathy. I think that is something very difficult to teach. Um, and I'm assuming your kids know it a, a lot better than most. But also, you know, I've, I've noticed in recent television shows and, and books that we read and movies that I'm seeing characters with disabilities and it's forcing me to, to say, okay, at what, how do I have this conversation with my child? How do I explain why this character is in a wheelchair, for instance? And also, I mean, my little guy's only two and a half. Do I do it at two and a half? So how do you think um, in, in the past 14 years that society has changed to become more accepting? Yeah, gosh, you know, it's, a great question. And I would tell you that I think society has changed dramatically. And I think, you know, from when you know, it's the generation before us that really, or more actually probably two generations ahead of us were sending their kids or keeping their kids home and not sending them to institutions. Right. And so um, we are absolutely blessed um, that we had these people who were on the front lines and making really brave and courageous decisions to keep their kids home because that's some it's where they should be. And um, so that has only improved with time. And so over the 14 years that Guyan has been in my life, um, you're right. Like you're seeing, there's a lot more transparency. There's a lot more communication around um, disabilities in general. And it's, and I and honestly, I think social media has really helped us there because people are are more open and honest about what's going on in their lives, and it's it's been a it's been a phenomenal um, journey for us. And I would tell you that I think it will only get better for them. And this this is also beyond just disabilities. I think the world is just in a it's we have our difficulties, but it is a more accepting place of people with differences. It just we just need to continue to encourage that um, moving forward. How would you recommend a parent speak to their child about another child who has um, who's special, who who has a disability, who has a difference that is noticeable? Um, you know, I think with Guyan. People, like as I said, people see Down syndrome and they hard, they have a hard time getting to know him. And so for me, what I would encourage is take the time to ask questions, to hear what this person might have interest in. Because what I have found is that we, as a society, we have a lot more things that are the same than they are different. But it's really those differences that are the magic. It's the those are the bright spots. So that's where the magic happens because we have um, Guyan, for example, like he's a very thoughtful and 
caring person and he can be very present. And so because I've been willing to listen to him and slow down and pay attention, um, I, I have found that it's just brought me so much more value. So I think it's really just encouraging people to look past that exterior and to ask questions about what this person might be interested in, because you'll find that's where you'll find your commonalities. And then you can explore. Okay, that's what that's what you meant by when you said ask questions. I was thinking what oh, you sorry. meant. You meant actually engage the person, talk to them. Yes, yes, I'm like sorry. a real yes. person. <laughs> yes, yeah. No, I mean it's interesting because I, I try to um, think about ways I can teach my oldest um, about about other kids. And if I see her, and, and she's not a, a mean person at, at all, yeah. but you know, if I if I see her come home and say something, maybe not completely positive about someone, I, I try to filter my response and say, you know what, so-and-so might have had a really hard day today because, you know, and I'll just bring in the because. And then I say, we should try to understand what it's like to be them and maybe be Absolutely. kind. You know, that, mm-hmm. that's how I try to teach empathy. I, I don't know how much, yeah. it's, how far it's going to get me, but I would imagine your other children are extremely empathetic. So what advice would you give for teaching empathy? Yeah, no, I mean, I think what you're doing is, is exactly right. It's about asking how do you think that person um, felt? Like what could have gone wrong in that person's day if it's a bad, you know, if it's something poor that happened. And I think it is just trying to get your kids to put themselves in another person's shoes because that's that's the only way to get to be empathetic, right? That's you envision yourself in there. And so forcing people to think about it, I think is the exact right thing. And the kids, your kids are of an age where they are still learning and they're sponges, right? So you're it's you're doing exactly what I think you should be doing is encouraging them and asking them questions about what that person could be experiencing. And sometimes I wonder if I can ask them to put themselves in my shoes. And I will get your response, Rebecca, after that when we're Momming Today returns. This is Jimmy Fallon inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. We're back on We're Momming today with Rebecca Machevich, and uh, she is the author of a children's book called Guy and the Lion, which teaches empathy in children and celebrates their differences. Um, so, you know, when I am having a bad day, I I, I do, and I've, I've tried to no avail, saying, you know, mommy had a hard day at work today, and then mommy had to do this, 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 and this, and this bad thing happened. So can, can you cut mommy some slack or give me a break? <laughs> Right. I, I, I find I get no, I get no sympathy for that. Yeah. <laughs> bad, bad strategy. <laughs> right. Right. I try it too. <laughs> and? Uh, I get some eye rolls and, um, but I will say I like when I do have those bad days, I definitely um, still will explain what's going on. And if I've had bad behavior, um, I will also apologize for my bad behavior because they need to understand that we're all human and we all make mistakes. And it's about making amends for those mistakes as a is a good start. Um, is Guyan in school right now with the pandemic? He well, yes. He so Guyan is in eighth grade and he goes to the same school as my seventh grader, Hoke. And but they are all virtual right now. So everybody's at home 
Even Guyan, because I would imagine there would be more of an urgency for him to be in school. Yes. Well, the school's closed, so uh, there's not an option, but he is on Zoom from 9 to 12.30 every day for his all of his classes. And mm-hmm. then we have a para support who's in the classes with him and then um, like on Zoom with him mm-hmm. and helping him kind of guide through the, uh, the work. And what does he say about the fact that his mom wrote a book about, about your life? Oh, yeah. He's, he's a big fan of himself right now. So he's, uh, I was on a work call the other day and he was like, mom, tell them about Guy and the Lion because he happened to be walking through. And I was like, oh, honey, no, no, no. Thank you. But he's, he is very, very, very proud. And we have this Guy and the Lion song um, as well. And so he is often playing that or singing it, which is, it's just, it's very heartwarming for me. that well, he's you, ha- in, yeah. you have to share the song now. Oh, gosh. Um Well, I can. Let me, you are making me have to pull it up really fast, but I can because it's one of my absolute favorites. I'll play just a snippet of it. Is that okay? Absolutely. Okay, great. Can you hear it? Imagination paints a picture just for you and me. Guy on the line has a different way to see. Oh, yeah. So, um, I, I actually had a cousin and his writing partner partner write it, and then my another cousin and a niece, who's Wilson in the in the book, um, and they sang it for me. So, yeah, I'm super excited about that too. Yeah. So like, how did this all come together? What was your job um, before you became an author? Um, what made you or prompted you to, to write the book? How how long did it take to put together? Oh, sure. So my job, I'm still working full time. We have a family business in Tennessee and I uh, help with branding and culture related items for our companies. And I, the book, I just... Again, just I, I have such a passion for my son and just I, I have this vision of making the world a better place. And I felt like going about it with a book, a children's book was really the right thing because judgments for kids are formed at an early stage. And I really wanted to reach kids kind of before those judgments were made to get them to start um, so they to really explain to them that there's an importance of being stay of staying open-minded if you will and listening to others. And so that's where it all came about and why I did it. And then, you know, it, I partnered up with um, Milena Krakova, the illustrator and another woman to help kind of put this together. And we, we, it took us about uh, uh, maybe longer than it should have, but maybe about a year and a half to kind of get it all fleshed out and put together. But it's a, it was a very important piece for me to, um, I want to make sure it was right. Is another book in the works or are you still just rejoicing in the fact that your year and a half of, of hard work has been fulfilled? Well, you know, always thinking about the net, what's next. And so we've identified a couple of um, topics for the next one. And, um, but we haven't put pen to paper yet. So in hopefully 21. Yeah, sure. Um, 
you know, anxiety for Isabel. Oh, big gosh. Topic. <laughs> and it, and it was pre COVID, but it's even more so now. Um, that is so, that is what everybody is saying. Mm-hmm. Every expert, every educator, every parent is saying, if my kids were anxious before March, it is so amped up right now. Right. So that's exactly. Exactly. So try it. Right. I mean, it's just trying to figure out the storyline to make it so it's not uh, in your face. And it's just really engaging um, and explaining how anxiety is okay. And, but how to help move past it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So in- anxiety is one. And then uh, I, I have uh natural, just being a more of a leader um, and confidence and trying to encourage people to have confidence in themselves. Because I think in this society that we have, sometimes we don't see that as often. Um, and that kind of goes, plays a little bit with anxiety as well. But those are the two that we're playing with. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us on We're Momming today. Thank you so much for having me. Congratulations. And I cannot wait to read a new book when it comes out. Absolutely. I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.